0: talking about discipleship this whole last quarter of the year and uh, this last quarter of the year has come really quick and here we are this is the third sermon in a series on discipleship and uh, I want to title this today just I want to talk about the fire the importance of the fire as it connects with discipleship and uh, We'll get right into that in a minute, but I want to remind you, I gave you a definition of a disciple last Sunday morning, and they're going to put that on the screen again. A disciple is one who receives instruction. Basically, a disciple is a learner. He's someone that learns from another. He he is a disciple of. Jesus had 12 men that were his disciples, and they learned from him. They received instruction from him and um, keep that in mind as we talk about discipleship today and the importance of the fire first thing i want to talk to you about uh, three things first of all i want to talk to you about the baptism of fire in matthew chapter 3 verse 11 and this is basically my text for the day john said i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And we often talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but we kind of ignore that last part and fire. He's not only going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, but he's also going to baptize you with fire let's look at baptism for a moment john came baptizing in water water was the element into which john baptized folks it's important that you be baptized If you've never been baptized if you're a follower of christ if you've been born again you ought to be baptized jesus said repent and be baptized Jesus himself thought it was so important that he went down into the Jordan River and asked John to baptize him. John baptized in water. Water was the element. You've heard me talk about baptism before. You have to have an agent, that's the person that does the baptizing. You have to have an element, that's what you're baptized into. And you have to have a candidate, that's the person who is being baptized. And so he wants you to be baptized in water. But there's another kind of baptism and that's the Holy Spirit's baptism and in the Holy Spirit's baptism the element into which the Holy Spirit baptizes us is Christ he baptizes us into Christ now let me give you some scripture for this Romans chapter 6 verses 3 and 4 do you not know that we who are baptized into Jesus Christ see what we're baptized into we who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also should walk in newness of life. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Verse 13. For by one spirit, notice the word spirit is capitalized, or it should be, I hope it is on the screen. Yes, it's capitalized. That's, it's a proper name. We're not just talking about spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we were slaves or free. And we also, we have also been made to drink. Of one Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 to 29. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Wow, folks, this is so important that you understand now. Water baptism is the physical baptism. That's the outward sign, you've heard me say it many times, of an inward work. But the Holy Spirit is the one that baptizes us into Jesus Christ, baptizes us into the body of Christ, literally. It's the Holy Spirit you got to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit here. You don't come to God unless the Holy Spirit draws you. It's the Holy Spirit that draws you to Christ. Think back about your own conversion for just a moment. When you were born again, it was the Holy Spirit that convicted you of your sins. I hope you were convicted of your sins. If you weren't convicted of your sins, you might need to go back and check your experience all over again. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts us of our sins and reveals to us, makes it knowledgeable to us, gives us the know that you know that you know that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. The Holy Spirit then upon your repentance, when you repented of your sins, he convicted your sins, you repented of your sins. He drew you to the Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit literally was involved. He did that baptizing. He was the one. The Holy Spirit baptized you at your new birth experience. He baptized you into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul said that's so important because now that we've been baptized, that's the spiritual aspect of baptism. You have the first the physical, then we have the spiritual. You're baptized into Christ. And Paul said this is so important because once you're born again, once you're baptized into Jesus Christ, you're now part of the family of God. Not only that, you're a child of God. We are sons and daughters of God. Jesus Christ is our elder brother and we are heirs and joint heirs with jesus christ that connects us and that's why i gave you that verse in galatians that connects us then with all of the promises of god all the way back to the promises that abraham was given amen did you know you can claim all those promises in the bible if you've been baptized into christ because they're yours amen he he didn't just he didn't not just promise it to jesus all of these things we're in christ so it's our promises as well so we ought to be prospering and be being blessed as seed of abraham through jesus christ and uh uh, maybe you're sleepy or something boy that ought to excite somebody down inside that we're do you realize what we have, folks? This, this is wonderful stuff right here. What, what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody give him a praise, the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. But now, there is a third baptism. First baptism, John baptized in water. Second baptism is the Holy Spirit's baptism. He baptizes you into water. The body of christ you've heard me say so many times i don't argue with people when when we talk about the baptism of the holy ghost and they say well preacher i was baptized i received the holy ghost when i got saved i don't argue with folks about that because you've had an experience with the holy ghost if you've been saved there's no question about that but as you grow in the lord and learn more of his word you're going to find out that there is a third baptism jesus said i want to do some baptizing here and it's jesus who baptizes us in the holy spirit glory to god now that you're in christ christ can do something with your life he comes along and becomes the agent and baptizes us in the holy spirit let me go back to my text matthew three eleven. john said i'm baptizing you with water but there's one coming after me that's mightier than i he's talking about jesus said I'm not even worthy to unloose his sandals he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Glory to God. So Jesus wants to baptize you if you have not already allowed him to baptize you. Make sure your neighbor's awake and make sure they get this. Tell them Jesus wants you baptized. (laughs) Tell them again in fact he wants to baptize you. You got it okay now let, let me give let me give you some more scriptures i i you back this up with a word don't don't accept what i say Accept what this says okay let's go to acts chapter one and i want to give you the words of the lord jesus here because he so much wants to baptize us and listen folks if we're going to be a disciple of christ remember a disciple is a learner a disciple is one who receives instruction from another. And so, if we're going to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to receive his instruction. And he said, I want to baptize you. And in Acts chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading at verse 4. I'm going to read all the way through verse 9. Being assembled with them, he commanded them. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples do not depart from jerusalem but wait for the promise of the father which of which you have heard from me in other words i've been telling you about the promise of the father if you don't believe it go back and read john chapter 14 all the way through 17 and you'll read about the promise of the father for john baptized with water here we go back to john's baptism But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates which the Father has fixed in his own authority. Look at this. But you shall receive power. Say the word power. Power. But you shall receive power power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth when he had spoken these things while they looked he was taken up and a cloud received him from their sight now listen I said a while ago a disciple is a learner he's one who receives instruction can you imagine how these disciples are hanging on to every word that Jesus is saying here, because these are the last words that they 're going to hear from him. In fact, he ascended right on up into heaven right after he spoke these words. These were the last words that they heard from his lips while he was there in physical appearance on this earth. They're important words. He said, "I, I, I want to baptize you in the Holy Spirit." And in fact, I, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem until you get this baptism. I'm going to the Father. I'm going to take care of that when I get to the Father. In fact, you'll read another place. when I pray. When I get to the Father, I'm going to ask him to send the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Now let's go to Acts chapter 2, first four verses. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place suddenly. I love the suddenlies of the Bible suddenly a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were sitting there appeared unto them tongues as of fire being distributed and resting on each of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them to speak let me ask you this how many of you have been born again and you consider yourself a disciple of jesus christ okay put your hands down I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands on this but I do want you to think about the question if you indeed have been born again and if you are in fact a disciple a follower a learner of Jesus Christ have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire now think about that a minute some people say, well, it's just not for me. Well, you're not a true disciple of Christ then. Because a disciple is a follower, a learner. A disciple is one that wants to hear everything he's got to say. Listen, folks, this, 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 is, not a, this is not a cafeteria line where you go through the Bible from Genesis to Revelations and say, I think I want a little bit of this, and now I'm going to skip over to the salad bar I want a little bit of this. Going over to the dessert bar I want a little bit of this. No, 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 no 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 if you're a disciple of jesus christ you want to hear everything he has to say and you want everything that he has for you and jesus listen if if you don't get the whole package you're just cheating yourself jesus said it's important that i go away if i don't go away the comforter won't come he said it's necessary he said i want i want you to be i want to baptize you in the holy spirit and with fire and so we we need to we need to take we need to take the whole thing some like i said I, I meet people all the time they just they just kind of pick and choose what they want out of the bible reminds me of a lady that used to call us a long time ago she's gone to her reward now i hope it's a good one but uh She used to call. This was way back. This was back in the 70s. We were down on Crawford Avenue. In fact, we were living on Crawford Avenue. She called me all kinds of times. She called me at 3 o'clock in the morning one morning and said, I can't sleep. Uh, The train just came by and woke me up. I want you to pray for me and I will go back to sleep. I said, I will. I prayed for her. I said, now who's going to pray for me to go back to sleep? (laughs) Uh, She... She would call, and she always wanted to argue. She loved to argue more than anybody I think I ever met in my life. She always wanted to start an argument. One day she called me, and I knew, well, here we are again. She wants to argue about something. She asked me a question, and, and I knew that there was no way to answer that without her coming back with some big old argument. So I just told her. I called her name, and I said, Sister, I said, I'm, I'm not going to. She asked my opinion. I said, I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm just going to give you a verse of Scripture. And I gave her a verse of scripture out of the book of Philippians. And there was a long pause on the other end. And then she said, Who wrote Philippians? (laughs) And I said, The apostle Paul. She said, I never did think much of Paul. That's picking and choosing what you like and what you don't like. Listen, a real disciple of Christ is not trying to pick and choose what you like and what you don't like. Amen. We, we want to know what he has to say. And, so, and, and, and so, so we go after that. Jesus said, I want you to be filled. And, and those disciples did exactly what he told them to do. 120 of them, followers of Christ, went back to the upper room in Jerusalem. And they, wait. they carried for 10 days and nights. How many of you got that much patience to wait on a promise from God? They did because they thought it was important to receive everything he had for them. But praise God on the 10th day. Glory to God. Day number 10. Oh, glory. The heavens opened. The wind of the Spirit blew. Tongues of fire came and sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They received the baptism from Jesus Christ. Now let's look at the benefits of fire fire penetrates as seen when fire searches the hardest piece of metal and makes it where you can even see through it fire illuminates as seen when there's little fire little illumination some fire some illumination much fire and much illumination fire softens as is indicated when iron is made to run through a mold just like candles that have been melted molten steel will just when the fire gets to it will soften and melt fire warms as seen when people gather around a campfire on a cold night to get warm fire consumes as seen the raging fires out of control that we're seeing now in the news from california hundreds of thousands maybe millions of acres being destroyed fire is, can be a destructive force but i want to talk about the benefits of fire by the way did you know that one of the attributes of god is fire look what hebrews 12 28 and 29 says therefore since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us be gracious by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. That's godly respect. Here's why. God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Now that passage that I read to you starts off with the word therefore. And you know I always tell you when you see a therefore, see what is there for so if you go back before this, what, what's he talking about? What's leading into this? When he, when he tells us that we need to serve God with godly respect, that our gods a consuming fire. The verses before it, I don't, I'm not going to take time to read them, but here's what he's talking about. The writer of Hebrews is saying that in the last days, and by the way, I think we're probably there right now. He said there's coming a shaking upon the earth a shaking i wonder if what we're seeing right now with all of these weather patterns and fires and everything isn't a a shaking he said in the last days there's coming a shaking and the shaking is going to be so great that it's going to shake everything that can be shaken and the reason for that is so that those things that cannot be shaken may be revealed there's some things that can't be shaken if you built your house on the rock, Christ Jesus, it can't be shaken. The winds may blow and the storms may come and the floods may rise. The fires may burn, but it'll stand. Amen. He said, God in these last days is going to reveal those things that cannot be shaken. And here's why. Because we have a kingdom. God has given a kingdom the kingdom of God we're going to rule and reign with Christ remember we're in Christ we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus we're ruling and reigning with him read revelations you'll find out that we're going to be priests and kings with Jesus glory to God he's got a kingdom for us how many of you ready to rule and reign with Jesus glory to God this is exciting folks this this is what the Lord's got for us and and the fire is revealing that it's one of the attributes of god look at hebrews 12 28 and 29 therefore since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved i'm reading it again let us be gracious by which we may serve god acceptably with reverence and godly fear or respect again our god is a consuming fire turn to your neighbor and say god's a consuming fire Now, third and final point of this message I want you to look at the blessings of the fire here's why we need fire to really be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ first of all fire separates the good from the bad I'm going to give you a proverb Proverbs 25 verse 4 take away the dross from the silver, and there will come forth a vessel for the refiner. Wow. You, you know what that proverb's telling us? Fire will purify metal to the point that it can be used for something magnificent. Several years ago, I, I had a pastor who had been to a gold smelter and a refiner and he told me about the experience and it, it, it was fascinating he said that that when they put all of that uh ore in the furnace and and they're what they're trying to do is separate the remember the proverb said if you get the dross off the silver then then it's ready to be used for the refiner it it comes forth pure in other words same thing with gold and he and he said boy that furnace started said so they started heating up that furnace and that or and that separation started taking place and he said all of a sudden they heated it up some more and he said you never heard such noise in all your life he said it got louder and louder in fact he said that they turned the heat up to the point that the furnace actually got to shake in the whole building and he said i said to the my guide, he said if they don't turn that if they don't turn that heat down this th- that thing's going to blow And he said, his guide said to him, Oh, no, preacher, you don't understand. We're going to turn that fire up some more. You just hang on to your hat. And he said they did. And he said, when they turned the fire up even some more, it began to quieten down. And he said, in a few minutes, the pure gold started running off. And he said, it was so pure, you could almost look down in it and see through it all the trash and all the garbage was gone can i say to you this morning church the fire separates the garbage if you're in the fire this morning maybe you shouldn't be praying for god to stop the fire maybe you should pray that god will just give you grace to hang on and tell him to turn up the heat just a little bit more because you're just about to get to the point oh amen amen and if you'll think about it just a minute, all of the chatter and the nastiness and the garbage and the noise and the, and, and the rumbling and the frustration and all of that stuff in your life, it, it, isn't that the trash? Isn't that the garbage? Yeah. Envy, strife, hatred, and gossip, all that all that stuff. We, we just need the glory to God. That's why Jesus wants to baptize us with some fire. He wants to get that stuff out of our life so he can bring us forth. Job was going through the most difficult time in all of his life. If there was ever a man in the Bible that was in the furnace of fire, it was Job. But he said, when I've been tried, I'm going to come forth as pure gold. Amen. Give God some praise today. He's trying to perfect something in us. He's trying to get us to the point where the image of Christ can be stamped on us. Amen. If you'll let the Lord Jesus baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, he'll get you to the place after a while when the devil looks at you, all he'll see is Jesus. And Jesus has already conquered him, by the way. He'll be afraid of you instead of you being afraid of him. Glory to God it's separated let, let, me, let me give you some more scripture first corinthians three, twelve to 15 now whether you like paul or not stay with me on this now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold silver precious stones or wood hay and stubble or straw each one's works will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's works of what sort it is if anyone's works which he has built on endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's works is burned, he'll suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so is through the fire. Now, here's the good news. This is not, this is not talking about, whether well, you're going to be saved or lost. If you've been born again by the blood of Jesus Christ and you're saved, this, this is not going to keep you from going to heaven. But once you get saved, the works that you do, All of those things, they're on a record. God's got a record that he keeps of all that we do. And when we stand before him, he's going to take all of our works and he's going to run them through the fire. (laughs) And if those works, if you did those things with the right attitude, you did them with the right purpose in mind, your heart was right before God with what you did, then they'll stand the fire. They'll come out on the other side of the fire and God will say, look at that. Gold, silver, precious stones, and he'll reward every one of them. Jesus said, if you've given as much as a cup of cold water in his name, you're not going to lose your reward. That is if that stands the test of fire. In other words, did you do it for the glory of God? If you did it for the glory of God, you're going to get a reward for it. Now, if you did it to get yourself known, if you did it so you could kind of let people know who you are and what great gifts you have, and what powerful person you are, then you've already got your reward. It's not got, that's going to be wood, hay, and stubble. And it'll just burn up, and you will suffer loss. Now, let me ask you a question this morning, folks. Would you rather have the praise of man down here, or would you rather have the praise of God up there? Amen. Amen. Pretty simple on that one, isn't it? Amen. Let's go for the gold. Somebody give God praise again, will you? Now, not only does it separate the good from the bad it also makes a clean break with the past I don't know who this is for today but the Holy Spirit really really got a hold of my heart when I was preparing this message and I really feel like this is for somebody may have been somebody in the 830 service several people came to me and said it spoke to them maybe for somebody here maybe for several of you here but the fire makes a clean break with the past and the lord brought to my attention a passage in first kings chapter 19 verse 21 so elisha turned back from him from elijah and he took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them And boil their flesh using the oxen's equipment and he gave it to the people and they ate then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant let me give you the background of this Elijah has just defeated the prophets of Baal he's just caused it to rain and it hadn't rained in three years and six months he prayed a 54 word prayer God sent fire on the altar and he destroyed the prophets of Baal, and then God sent rain back to the land. God took him on a long journey and told him to anoint Jehu to be the next king and to anoint Elisha to be his successor in the ministry of prophet. And so Elijah finds Elisha, and when he finds him, Elisha is plowing in the field. And according to the Scripture, he's plowing with a Several yoke of oxen, a bunch of them. I mean, so it, it, this tells me that that he wasn't a, a one horse farmer. This was a guy that was a big time farmer, big time, because that was the equipment of that day. He had numerous yokes of oxen that he was that he was plowing with. He either had them all hitched together and they're plowing along together, or either he's the overseer over a bunch of hired help that's helping him farm but he's farming big time think of a huge tractor today wide as this building that's going through the field that that's that's the kind of farmer that Elisha was and Elijah comes along the man of God and he takes his mantle and he throws it over Elisha and he said God's anointed you to be a prophet and Elisha stopped and he slew the cattle And he made a fire with the plow. My goodness. Folks, this this is the same thing as a big-time South Georgia farmer that's got a half a million dollars worth of equipment in the field going out there destroying all of his equipment. That's what he did. He He broke up the plows and put them on the fire. And with the fire of his farm equipment, he made a sacrifice of his oxen, that's his tractors, to the Lord. And let me tell you what Elisha was doing. Elisha was saying, I'm a big time farmer. I know how to farm. Farming something I could fall back on if this prophet stuff doesn't work out. But he said, I'm not going to leave any room for temptation for me to go back. God's called me to be a prophet. I'm going to burn the plow. I'm going to follow God. That, that's a disciple, folks. That's a disciple. Jesus talked about counting the cost. Jesus talked about being willing to forsake everything, take up your cross and follow him. This is, this is discipleship. This is real discipleship. When Jesus is number one, Not number two or three or four down your list or wherever you got a little extra time that you can come to him or a little extra money that you can throw his way. No, no, no. He's number one. He's number one. And that's what he did. He burned the plow. The Holy Spirit sent me here this morning to tell somebody, you need to burn the plow. You need to burn the plow. God's called you. God's thrown his mantle of anointing on you. God's pointing you forward. You need to burn the plow. You need to make a sacrifice, Lord. That, that it may be that some of you are here today, and the reason you keep falling back, and the reason you keep stumbling, and the reason you keep can't keep going forward with God, is because you're, you're still hanging on to fear. You're still hanging on to intimidation. You're still hanging on to guilt and shame over your past. Maybe you need to set a fire and burn up the past. Amen. Glory to God. God takes us from where we are and moves us forward. Stop letting your past hold you down. Stop letting your past pull you back. Stop allowing your past to call you to stumble in fear. Get rid of your past. Burn the plow and let's go forward for the Lord. Somebody give him praise in the house today. Glory to God. It's time to burn the plow. He wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire when you get the <laughs> when you burn the past, cut off that connection where you can 't go back <laughs> i I remember so well the morning that the Lord challenged me in this area it 's been a number of years ago, but i'd gone to my prayer room one morning early and i hadn 't been praying very long till i heard, heard the Holy Spirit inside me say do you trust God? And I said, yes, Lord, I trust you. And the Holy Spirit said, do you really trust God? I said, you you know, when God asks you a question, he's not asking for information. (laughs) He already knows everything. He's asking to help you learn something. So I immediately say, I said, Lord, I think I do. You know my heart. I I believe I trust you. And then he said, If you really trust me, sell your house and give away all your equity. And I said, No problem, God. I'll give you everything I got. It all belongs to you anyway. Naked came I into this world, naked shall I return everything I've got belongs to you you can have it all I'm willing to, I'm willing to give you our house but Lord I'm not willing to tell faith. <laughs> you, you might as well be honest with God you know he, he knows anyway so I just made a little note in my prayer book God asked me this morning if I was willing to sell our house and give away all of our equity start all over and I said, yes. And I just left it at that. God, the rest, you, you and Faye, that's, that's your business. That's A couple weeks later, Faye had been down to Griffin to check on her mom. When she got home, I noticed something just wasn't right two or three days something was bothering her I could tell and finally you know if it had been me she'd have picked up on it in 30 seconds I'm a man it took me a while took me a few days I said what's going on what's wrong she said I'm I'm afraid you'll think I'm crazy if I tell you and I said well check me out and we'll see she said coming back from griffin the other day i thought i heard the lord say he wanted us to sell our house and give everything to the lord and i said well praise god told me that too we stuck a sign in the yard It souls so quick it make your head swim we liquidated everything except just what it took to keep house she family heirlooms she Disposed of. We sold everything we had and just gave it away and just had more fun. Just obeying God, knowing that at that stage in our life, we didn't have anything to fall back on. Nothing. Zero. That was it. Except God. Can I tell you this morning, God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. Now, please, look, 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 don't take that testimony this morning as an idea for you to go do the same thing don't you go do that unless God speaks to you but if God speaks to you you obey God period God may have something totally different that he wants you to do but you can all I'm trying to tell you is you can trust God you can trust God God's never failed us God's never failed us and we don't regret it. We've looked back at it. We've talked about it many, many times. We don't, we don't regret a mile. Not a mile, not a day, not a moment, not a time. God has protected us. God's provided for us. God's been our healer. God's been our supplier. God's been our help. God's been our everything. He's fought our battles. He brought us through. Amen. And he's been with us in the fire. You can trust God. You can trust God. When when God speaks to your heart, a a disciple is one who listens to the teacher and learns from the teacher. And here's the last thing, and I'm closing. If you'll allow God to separate, I don't know, maybe maybe that house was our security. I don't know what it was. But when it was nothing but God, when God is allowed to separate everything to where it's just you and him, then the fire energizes. Oh, glory to God. When you're baptized in the fire, he gives you the energy and the strength to do whatever he's called you to do. Remember, I gave you Acts 1-8 a while ago, but you shall receive power. After, where there's fire, there's power. Amen. It, it's an energy generator. There's power. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. You'll be witness to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. When whatever God's called you to do, if you will allow him, if you'll be a true disciple of Jesus Christ, if you'll burn the plow, and if you'll follow the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I mean, he'll give you the energy, he'll give you the strength, he'll give you whatever you need, whenever you need it. You can trust God. Will you stand with me, please, all over the congregation? I want the prayer team to come. While you bow your heads for just a moment, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you speak now to our hearts? I've felt such a burden for this part of the message today. I don't know who it is that needs to burn the plow. I don't know who it is that needs to get the past behind them and let the past be the past and go forward for you. But Lord, I know we all need the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And I pray that you'll help us today. Job said, Lord, even if you slay me, I'll trust you. And he said, when I'm tried, I'm going to come forth as pure gold. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, help us to be true disciples of Christ. Help us not to just follow to a point and stop. But Lord, help us to continue all the way to receive everything that you said, everything that you desire for us. Lord, I pray that you will draw men, women, boys and girls in this congregation to you today. For a total commitment, surrender their lives to Jesus. In your wonderful name, amen and amen. The altar's open. I don't know what you need. If you're unsaved, come give your heart to Jesus today, will you? If you're away from God, come on back home. If you need healing, come and let us pray with you and believe God to heal you. If you've got financial needs or relationship needs, whatever those needs might be, bring them to the Lord. But I especially want to speak to those of you today that have been halted between two opinions. You're not really serving the Lord with all your heart. You, you've gone so far and then you've stopped. But you're willing this morning to say, I, I want to really be a disciple of Jesus. Lord, here I am. I'm, I'm willing. All, all the way, Lord. All the way. I'll, all the way. I want you to baptize me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I, I want you to burn out the trash and the dross and... And I, I, want you to, I, I want you to help me to burn the plow. I want you to help me to go forward without looking back. Lord, I'm willing to be a true disciple of Jesus. I'm willing to, if that's you today, you need, you need to make that total commitment to the Lord. The altar's open for you as well. Come on, come on, come on. Come on and make that surrender to the Lord. You don't have to be prayed with or for. You can just come, just you and God. Just, Lord, here I am. I want to be your disciple. God bless you as you pray.